We're just going to kind of just jump right into this this morning. Does anybody know what today is? Here in Sunday, that's true, it is Sunday. Does anybody else know what today is? First day of fall, autumn, amen. What does that mean? It means it's a new season. It's a new season. As uh, I was preparing and seeking God here in the sanctuary yesterday morning, I felt him saying to me that our season is changing. So I'm declaring under the unction of Holy Spirit a new season in the spiritual realm for us here at New Life Worship Center. Even our label speaks to that, as Stephen made reference to that this morning. New life. New life. New life. Declare that with me. Declare that with me this morning. Today, in the spiritual realm of God's will for his church, we are beginning a new season full of life and God's power. Amen. Give him thanks. As God began to declare this in my spirit yesterday morning, as I just began to weep and just melt in his presence, God uh, showed me something else that I think is very timely and very symbolic of this very Sunday. <clears throat> we are also in the ninth month of this year, and we are past the 37th week making us full term with the seed of God for this year. It's pushing time. It's pushing time. <clears throat> 27 years ago, God just put this upon me yesterday. 27 years ago, the Lord gave <clears throat> this song to my brother-in-law while he was in a drought season. And on that day and through the years, God has used it to prophetically speak to him. And I believe God is using it this morning to prophetically speak to us. Here it is. I'm not going to sing it like he does, but I'll read it to you. The seed you planted deep has yet to grow. You've wondered when you'll reap the things you sow. And how long has it been since rain last touched your ground, you searched the skies, but then the rain just can't be found. But it will rain again. The fruit will fill the vine. The stalk will bend with wheat. The grapes burst forth with wine. So go into your field. Your work is not in vain. God promised harvest, and I know it will rain. So lift your head today and see the task. 
The rain will come your way if you will ask. Go build your barns, my friend. Prepare to store the grain. The clouds are coming in, and I know it will rain. It will rain again. The fruit will fill the vine. The stalk will bend with wheat. And the grapes burst forth with wine. So go into your field. Your work is not in vain. God promised harvest. And I know it will rain. Give him praise. I want us to go this morning to 1 Kings chapter 18. I want us to take a look at that first verse of Scripture there in the Amplified Version. I think we're going to get that on the screen this morning. You know, when you get into these chapters here in in 1 Kings chapter 17, chapter 18, chapter 19, something that is revealed is that the enemy is always trying to silence the voice of truth. He's always trying to stop it. And we read to her that Jezebel and Ahab was killing the prophets in that day. They, they were trying to silence the voice. You get into chapter 19, you read where Jezebel tries to silence Elijah. <clears throat> makes threats that she's not able to keep. But if, you know, if the enemy can't get you to If he can't silence the truth in your life, he'll try to get you to doubt it. He'll try to get you to doubt it. I want to tell you there's a new season coming. It's coming today. It's today. There's a new season for your life. There's a new season for your health. There's a new season for your finances. There's a new season for your ministry. There's a new season for your marriage. There's a new season for your ministry. There's a new season for your life. There's a new season for your finances. Don't allow the enemy to silence that voice of truth. Don't allow the enemy to bring doubt to that. Hang on to it. Hang on to it. We're going to get into a little bit of that. Verse 1 of chapter 18 in 1 Kings. I think you can follow me on the screen this morning. Amplified version. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Now, see, you've got to understand that it had not rained for three and a half years at this time. Uh, Jesus unveils the time in the New Testament when he talks about it not raining for three and a half years. It talks about Jonah being in the fish's belly. And and he talks about the time length, and it really doesn't give it right here in these chapters, but it is revealed in the New Testament. Three and a half years, no rain. Three and a half years, no rain. But there it is, a seed of promise. Right there, verse 1. Just what God has spoken to us, just, just, just a promise. It, 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 it may be small. How many knows that seeds always start out small? 
How many know that cornfields always start out small? How many know that forests always start out small? How many know the garden always starts out small? How many know the mustard seed always starts out small, but yet it springs and brings forth a tree? The birds can come and nest in it and nurture and grow, build their young, raise them. It's small, but, but there it is. There it is. It's a seed of promise. I will send rain. In this season of death that this people was in, you could interpret these words of God as, go and I will send life. Go and I will send life. What's dying will live again. What's dying will live again. If your marriage is dying, God is declaring this morning to live again. Maybe you own your own business and it looks like it's dying, but God's saying it's going to live again. Maybe you're trying to start up a business and all hell is against it, but God is saying it looks like it's dying, but it will live again. It will reign again. A ministry, and oh man, you know, (laughs) what a beautiful picture uh, of the season this morning on this platform. Amen. And that talent, Zach, that talent, Caleb, that talent. It just looked like it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't being used. Nothing was happening. Then boom, there it is all of a sudden. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. It will rain again. Maybe you're suffering with some health problems, but it will rain again. Your body that looks like it's dying, God says it will live. It shall not die, but it will live and declare the mighty works of God. It shall not die, but live and declare the mighty works of God. What's dying will live again. It just looks like it's dying. But God has promised. He's put a seed out before us this day. He's sending rain. It's a new season. It's a new time. Understand that with me this morning that it was drought and famine. You know, when, you, when it doesn't rain for three and a half years, crops were not growing. You know, they, they, they were dying. There had no rain had fallen, not even a drop of dew. I mean, we know how bad it's been for just a few weeks. I mean, what was it Friday that we had such a beautiful, saturating uh, day of rain? Uh, but we, we, we were seeing the effects of just a few weeks with no rain. Uh, I went down to uh, Tumbleweed and uh, was having lunch there, and walked in and uh, seen a guy I knew and greeted him and stuff, and he was getting up to leave, and I, and I told him, I said, stay dry. And he looked at me, and he just grinned. He said, he said, man, this is beautiful. He said, I don't care about staying dry. He said, let it rain. Uh, I was leaving, and, and uh, the owners were sitting there at the table, and, and, and I greeted Dave and his wife. And I told him, I said, uh, uh, I said, y'all know how to swim, don't you? I mean, it was still just pouring down, you know. Just, and and he, he, he grinned, and, he, and, and before he could say anything, his wife said, I love this. We need it. Let it keep raining. I'm going to tell you what, when, when you go a few weeks without rain, when you get in that drought and that famine season, you get desperate. You get desperate. They didn't care whether they got wet. They didn't, they didn't care if they had to swim. They didn't care if they had to get out in the backyard, buy some gopher wood, and start building an ark. They were desperate. When things in your life begin to die, you begin to get desperate. But God is saying it will rain. 
it will rain. But, but that was the way it was then. You know, the, the, the ground was cracking open. Livestock and crops are dying. People are starving as they prepare a last meal for their families to eat and then die. There's, there's three to four-year-olds. Just think about that. Maybe at the beginning of the season, maybe this child was like six months old, you know, uh, still not old enough to really know anything, to observe anything, to be able to talk and to be able to understand things. Or maybe, you know, it was just, just, just a child being born. But now they're, they're say, let's say they're three years into that. So you've got a child that maybe is in between three and four years old, and they hear somebody say uh, the word rain. And here they are, three to four years old, and they're saying, what's that? Daddy, what, what's that? Mama just said something about rain. What's that? They haven't seen any rain. They don't know what rain is. It's dry. Things are dying. Families are dying. You know, when, the, when Elijah came to Zarephath to approach the wood woman, he, she said, I'm, I'm gathering up a few sticks. I'm going to go in. I'm going to dress this last bit of meal and this oil that I have. I'm going to fix this last meal for my son and I. I'm a widow woman, and then we're going to die. That's what families were doing in that time. It was bad. What's that? Rain, what's that? It's been so long for some of you since it's rained, and I know that this church has been in a drought. I know it's been in a dry season, but God is promising rain, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it, I'm feeling it, and I believe that God is making a statement in this house this morning over this house and over our lives that it will rain again. We are in a new season, and we need to prepare and get ourselves ready for it. But in the midst of that drought and famine, which is affecting many people, a seed from God is planted. Watch this. It's planted in the heart, in the mind, in the spirit of a single man. One man out of that whole country there that's in that drought and that famine, God comes and he plants a seed in the heart, in the mind, in the spirit of Elijah. A seed always starts somewhere as God looks for ground that is able to receive it. I think God found some ground here. This isn't about just us, New Life Worship Center. This is about a whole city. This is about an area. This is about the kingdom. This is about God. And he puts it, just a single man, just a a man sitting there, (coughs) living, (laughs) living, I mean, it's a miracle in itself that he's living in this time with this widow woman. She's got a handful of meal in a barrel and a little bit of oil in in a flask, and, and, and they're living off this every day. Elijah, her and her son. Each day she goes to the barrel, gets the meal out, gets that oil out, mixes that together, prepares a cake, they eat. She goes back at lunchtime. Gets that handful of meal out, that oil goes back at dinner time. There it is again. Because the promise of God was it won't run dry and I send rain on the air. But one day he's sitting there, he's probably just finished his meal, he kicks back, you know. And God says, Go show yourself to the king, and I will send rain. Wow. What would we have done with that? If that would have been us, if we would have been Elijah that day, sitting there at that table, just finished that meal, and God speaks to us, said that the word of the Lord came to him. See, the word of the Lord is a lie. Comes down from heaven. Went to Zarephath. Walked through the door over to Elijah. 
said, go show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain. The word of the Lord came to him. What would we have done? Better question, what will we do with this word now? What will we do with this promise, with this seed that God is delivering and impregnating our spiritual womb with this morning? What will I do with it as pastor? What will you do with it? God basically says, here, I want you to carry this for me and be careful with it. A lot of lives are dependent on it. There it is. It's just a seed. It's just a picture. The man sitting there in the house of that widow woman. And the word of God comes. <coughs> All it is is a picture. It's a dream. It's just a vision. That's, that's all it is. It's, it's just a thought that God has just put in his heart. <clears throat> a seed of promise he's just deposited in his spirit. A vision that he has just given the heart. He says, I want you to carry that for me. Take good care of it. There's a lot of lives dependent on that. Just one man. Just one man. One man that is hated by the king and by the queen. One man that is hated by most of the people in that area. No, it's, it's just a little dream. It's just a little seed of promise. And God comes in that room and he says, here, I want you to carry that for me. I want you to carry that for me. Take care of it, though. Guard it with your life. Because there's a lot of lives that are depending on that. that, That's all it was. It was just a promise from God. He said, I will send rain. It wasn't raining outside. There wasn't even a cloud in the sky. The ground was still dry. The ground was still cracked. People were still dying. Crops were not growing. Livestock was still dying. Nothing had changed. All it was was a word. All it was was a dream, just a vision, just a picture. Here, carry that for me. God just deposited his seed in that prophet. You know what? God God deposited a seed in this house this morning. When he spoke and he declared through the shepherd of this house, that the season is changing, and this is a new season, and I'm going to send rain. All it was was a promise. All it was was a word. All it was was a seed. All it was was a vision. All it was was a dream. The thing hadn't changed. And he gave that to Elijah, and he put it in him, and he said, hey, carry that. Carry that for me. You see, what you're pregnant with this morning, spiritually speaking, is of God. It's from God. In 1 Kings 18 and 40, in the 40th verse of chapter 18, and Elijah said, seize the prophets of Baal. 
Let not one escape. And they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon. And as God's law required, slew them there. Now see, Baal stands. These were prophets of Baal. Baal stands basically in the Hebrew Bible for false god. False god. These prophets of Baal were challenging. When you, when you read the, the, the story out, I encourage you to do that. Get in there and read and, and search 17 and 18 and 19 out this week in your Bible study. You'll love it. What a, what a, a powerful, powerful uh, source of strength for God's church uh, through these chapters. But these prophets were challenging what Elijah was carrying. They, I mean, they have a duel. They, they duel it out there. And the first verse of the following chapter reveals Elijah used a sword. This verse here doesn't, but when Ahab is relaying the story to Jezebel, he reveals that Elijah used a sword to deal with it. The word of God is our sword. When you're in Ephesians chapter 6 and you're going through the spiritual armor, it says taking you the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Our offensive weapon is the Word of God. This is our sword. Never leave home without it. In your hand, in your heart, in your mind, in your mouth, in your spirit, in your life. Don't leave home without it. It's your spiritual weapon. It's more powerful than anything you'll ever own. It's more powerful than anything you have ever owned. It's more powerful than any nuclear weapon in this world. It's more powerful than any gun, any sword, any spear. It is the living word of God. It is active and it is powerful. And God has spoke that this is exalted above his name. Heaven and earth will fail and pass away before one dotted I or cross T of this thing will. It has stood the test of time. Men have tried to disprove it, and they've tried to come against it. They've tried to deny it. They've tried to fight against it. But after all these years, the Word of God still stands. It is our sword. And the first thing that we must do today is to deal with these false, lying, deceiving, and negative spirits that are challenging what we're carrying with the truth of God's Word. Doubt is going to try to beat against this. Lies and deception. Naysayers. They're going to try to come against it. Those things are dream killers. And if they're allowed to hang around in your heart, if they're allowed to hang around in your mind, if they're allowed to hang around in your communication, eventually they'll steal your truth. There's no place for that garbage and that junk in your life, in your mind, in your heart, in your family, in your house, in your attitude, in your walk, in your thought. Defeat it with God's word. We move into 1 Kings 18, and we pick up verse 41 through 45. 
1 Kings 18, 41 through 45, staying in the Amplified Version. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he bowed himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Elijah said, go again seven times. At the seventh time, the servant said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising out of the sea. And Elijah said, go up, say to Ahab, hit your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. In a little while, look at your neighbor and say little while. In a little while. The heavens were black with windswept clouds, and there was a great rain. I don't expect you to jump up and down this morning. I don't expect you to run the aisles or hop the chairs. I don't expect you to be laughing and jumping up and down this morning. I know it's only a seed. It's only a promise. But I'm asking us to be faithful. God is asking us to be faithful with it. God is speaking a word of truth and a word of hope and a word of life over us and into this church. And it's up to us to carry it and to stay faithful with it even when it doesn't feel right, even when we're running on empty, even when everybody is throwing darts at it. Even when everything is going possibly wrong that possibly can, we need to hold on to the promise. We need to stay faithful and caring because lives are dependent on it. Not only our lives, but the lives of our children, the lives of our grandbaby, the lives of the sinners and the lost and the dying, the lives here in this city and around the Gladewater and around East Texas, they're dependent on us carrying this and being faithful with it. You won't always be dancing. You won't always be laughing. There be times of sorrow and there'll be times of weeping and there'll be times of frustration i understand that i know that but i want to tell you what if we'll hold to the promise god is more than faithful to bring it to pass and to fill our lives with new life he's able to take that marriage that's on its way to divorce courts pull it out before it gets there heals it and give you the best marriage and the best relationship that you've ever had he's able to reach into all your relationships that have been strained and been cursed by the enemy and he's able to bless it with this promise of new life and a new season and make it better than you've ever thought and ever dreamed that it possibly could be In verse 41, that word, that promise, or that dream was just in the imaginary and visionary stage. But that vision was so real. Listen, it was so real in the realm of that prophet's faith. When God spoke that word to him, There was an expectancy, there was a belief, there was a faith that God was going to do exactly what he said he would do. Just like Abraham and Sarah giving birth to Isaac when their bodies of reproduction was absolutely dead. But he held on and was counted righteous for his faith in God, that God would deliver what he spoke. Mm. 
But it was so real in the realm of that prophet's faith that his words were, there's a sound of an abundance of rain in the air. It was so real. It's still just in the visionary, in the imaginary state, but it's so real that the picture's talking to him now. It's thundering. Wasn't a cloud in the sky and he's hearing thunder. Did you hear that? People standing around him looking up. Hear what? The dream is beginning to talk now. It's it's beginning to speak. The vision's beginning to speak. It may not be speaking this morning. It probably wasn't speaking when he was at that widow's woman. All it was was a picture in his mind, in his heart. It was a dream. It was a vision. It was a promise. It was a sea. But now all of a sudden, it's thundering. Did you hear that? Listen. It's thundering. In the realm of that man's faith, it was so real to him what God had spoken, what God had promised. So real that it was, he was hearing thunder. He said there's a sound of abundance of rain. Now watch this. Elijah tells Ahab to go eat and drink. This is good stuff right here. When the promise God has given you becomes so real that you hear it, then it's okay to tell people to start celebrating. You go eat, drink. You be merry. You let the party begin. Go ahead and start celebrating. I'm, I'm hearing this thing now. Now all of a sudden this thing's beginning to speak. See, you feel this thing growing in your spirit? You, you know, when it first started off, all it was was just a promise, just a seed. I mean, this, remember, we're, 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 we're in the 38th week. You know, we've done past 37 weeks. So we're full term. Hey, this thing's growing. It's already starting to talk. He's sending, he's sending the king off. Hey, go ahead, start celebrating. It's party time. It will rain again. It will rain again. Elijah's words were bringing the promise to life. You see, our words have creative power. Our words have creative power. In Proverbs 18 and 21, follow me on the screen on the Amplified Version, Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it, for death or life. There's an interesting story, and I've brought this out in other sermons, but I want to bring it out again for those of you that maybe have forgotten it or were not here. But in Luke chapter 1 and verse 20, the angel of the Lord comes to Elizabeth and then comes to the father, and he tells them that Elizabeth's pregnant, and the son's going to be named John. You, you know, I'm opening up that barren wound. And then the angel speaks this in verse 20 of Luke 1. 
Now behold, you will be and will continue to be silent and not able to speak till the day when these things take place because you have not believed what I told you. But my words are of a kind which will be fulfilled in the appointed and proper time or in the right season. So in other words, what he's saying, I've got to shut you up or otherwise your words are going to kill what I just spoke. So you're not going to be able to talk. You're not going to be able to speak because there's creative power in our words. Now at the point of time, at the point of the season, when my words come to pass, then I'll let you talk again. He, he, he started talking when he was about to name the promise. <laughs> Glory to God. You see, our words are going to bless it or curse it. We're going to give it life or kill it. We're going to give birth to the seed or miscarry the word. Elijah takes up the fetal position there on that mountain, and he begins to push or pray until something happens. And, and watch what he does. In the form of his servant, he sent his vision, he sent his dream, he sent his promise to the edge, to the brink, or to the place of possibilities. He's there in the fetal position, He's praying, he's pushing, he's worshiping, he's seeking God, and he, but he sends his dream, his vision, his promise through his servant out to the edge of the cliff, out to the very tip top of the mountain, out to the very brink to look out over the sea. It's the place of possibilities. When you put your promise in the power of action, when you put your promise in a prayer meeting, when you put your promise in a testimony, when you put your promise in a worship service, when you put your promise in a soup kitchen, when you put your promise in a Jericho march, when you put your promise in an offering plate, when you put your promise in a church work day, when you put your promise in a Bible study, it begins to take on the clarity of reality. And that's what happened. On the seventh time, that servant comes back and says, I see a cloud out there, a smile of a small hand. All of a sudden, it ain't no more picture. It's coming to pass. It's getting clear. It took seven times before he saw what he needed to see. But every time that servant came back with a report of seeing nothing, Elijah kept hearing, it will rain again. It will rain again. It will rain again. You see, we can't afford to judge our present or our future by our past experiences. We can't afford. He couldn't afford on that first time that servants came back and said, oh, well, ain't no need in going back. If there's nothing there, there's not going to be nothing this time. God didn't do nothing last time in that, so ain't no need to try that again. Well, God didn't heal my body that time. Ain't no need in asking him to heal it this time. You cannot judge your past. You cannot judge judge your present and your future on your past experiences. 
He kept on sending him back on the brink. Just kept sending it back to the place of possibilities. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and act nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage, that is our heart, and faint. Keep putting that marriage, keep putting that ministry, keep putting that promise at the place of possibilities. Dear Father, we stand together united as your church, being built and put together by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. For he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. God, we accept together, united, this word. We pledge ourselves in your strength to carry it, to be faithful. The seed of promise, this vision, this dream, with this word. Father, anoint us, empower us, gift us, grace us with everything that it's going to take, with wisdom, God, to fulfill what you have put in us as a church that you have planted and sowed in the heart of Gladewater, Texas. God, to be a light first to this community and then abroad. Father, help us to make a difference. Help us to take the sword, the truth of your word, and to annihilate every false thing, every negative thing, every deceiving and lying spirit that would come against it. Help us, O Lord, to put this dream, to put this seed of promise, God, in the place of possibility as we posture ourselves in prayer to push, to pray into something happens, to put it into action, God. Lord, I pray against the spirit of laziness. I pray against the spirit of complacency complacency. I pray against the spirit of satisfaction. God, I pray against Lord Jesus anything that would come procrastination. I pray against that, God, anything that would come to slow, to hinder this thing down. Revive us as you breathe new life into us, as you breathe this new season upon us. God, that we may step forward in faith, believe in. God, help us to hear the sound of it. God, help it to become more than a picture. Help it to begin to grow, God, to begin to grow, that, Lord, we can begin to, Lord, hear the thunder, that we can begin to see the cloud of the rain that we can lord begin to declare party time and we can begin to send people off celebrating god for ministries lord for marriages for families for health for finances god in every area lord that you just begin to annihilate to tear down to uproot all of those things god that are not of you and that lord jesus you would just begin to feed lord our spirit man with your holy word with your presence and with your love and that god it just begin to grow that 
Lord, this thing come to fruition, that God be blessed by you and that your hand be upon it and that we go as Elijah went and that, God, we go in faith believing and that, Lord, we just deal, Lord, with every obstacle that comes along, not in our strength but in your power, knowing that, Lord Jesus, if you are for us, nothing can be against us, nothing can stand against us. You are faithful. God, help our faith to just grow. Help us to water it daily with your word and continue, Lord, to let it grow in us and continue, Lord Jesus, to let it, God, breathe, Lord, with our words, God, life. Help us to speak into the dream. Help us to speak into the season of life. Help us to speak, God, to the vision. Help us to speak to the seed of promise. God, help us to speak life into it. Blessings, God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to speak and to believe over it. And God, to put those words into action. Give us new and fresh ideas. I pray, God, over our youth pastors, Danny and Sherry King. I pray, God, for a new touch of your anointing. I pray for a freshness of ideas. And I pray, oh God, for their team. And I pray for armor bearers. Begin to raise up armor bearers, Lord, that will stand with them. As Lord Jesus, I pray that, God, it would come alive again like it did the first time that they stood, God, in this sanctuary and smelled your fragrance and you began to pour out the dream, God, and your purpose for their lives here in the city of Gladewater. And, Lord, over their children, Emily and Jared, I pray, God, for our children's pastor and their team, Don, and, Lord Jesus, Liz, and I pray for Lisa, and I pray for these that are working with toddlers, and for, Lord Jesus, for Danny and Sherry, and I pray for Karen and Tim, and, Lord, I lift them up before you today, and I pray, God, for fresh vision. I pray for fresh ideas and a fresh anointing of your holy power to strengthen them and to ignite a fire of excitement and passion as they speak in the lives of toddlers and children in SWAT and that you would bless and begin to grow this thing into what you have promised it to be. I pray over these musicians and singers and I pray Lord Jesus over this season that you have Jennifer in as the leader Lord Jesus of this team here and I pray oh Lord Jesus that you would just breathe strength into them and I pray Lord that you would just breathe life into them and I pray that this thing would continue to grow and continue to shine and continue to lift up and to exalt the wonderful name of Jesus because he's worthy of our worship he's worthy of our praise Lord let there be an excitement at worship time and help it to be in spirit and help it to be in truth. God, I pray over Laura for this soup kitchen. God, this thing, all the best is yet to come. Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that, Lord, you just overshadow her the day and that, God, you lead her, Lord, into this new information that you have poured into her. And I pray for favor on this ministry. I pray for favor, Lord Jesus, on her life. I pray, oh, Lord, for grace. And I pray that, Lord, you just stir us to be able to get on board with this soup kitchen and be able to pour out our community. I pray that the word begins to get out and you begin to bring them, Lord Jesus, from the deserts, from the wilderness, and from the place of drought, and from the place of famine, from the place of hunger, from the place of thirst, from the place of nakedness, from the place of sin. I pray, Lord, that you gather them in and we'd be a light and we'd be a witness. I pray, God, for our Wednesday night prayer meetings. I pray, oh, Lord Jesus, that you impregnate us with a hunger, with a thirst, and with a desire to pray. Lord, put our faith back in prayer. Help us to realize that, God, it works. 
works, that you're still hearing and answering prayer, and that your eyes are running to and fro throughout this whole earth to show your powers to those whose heart are steadfast upon you. I pray, Lord Jesus, help us, oh God, to reunite with you in communication in the power of prayer. I pray that, Lord Jesus, you begin to use the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill this place up on Wednesday night. Lead us to pray in the Holy Ghost. Lead us to pray in understanding. Lead us to pray the Word of God. Lead us to pray the will of God. And, Lord, teach us to listen. God, anoint the sheep. God, I pray that you begin to unveil their talents and their gifts. They may be covered up right now and they haven't recognized them. Or maybe they're using it, God, in the wrong place. I pray, oh Lord Jesus, that the spirit of revelation, God, would begin to unveil them. I pray, oh Lord, that it would begin to deal and bring clear clarity, Lord, to the vision. And Lord Jesus, to the proper use of these gifts. And that they begin to use them to advance your kingdom one soul at a time through the ministry of Jesus Christ. I pray your blessings just rain down and Lord now to him that is able to do far abundantly exceedingly more than anything I could ever ask think or imagine or any of us could ever think ask or imagine I pray this prayer be perfected in the spiritual realm in the heavens God according to your perfect will and that God you release it upon us your church here today God we commit we commit to you we commit to you we commit to you It will rain again. And we give you thanks for this word of life today. We embrace it. We do not reject it. We embrace it. And Lord, we look forward with great excitement and anticipation as the sounds of thunder begin to roar in the heavens. We look forward with great anticipation as the clouds the size of a man's hands begin to rain to rise out of the seas of life. And we look forward, oh Lord Jesus, to the clouds that are windswept and the Lord to the great rain that's coming, the great rain of your presence, the great reign of your salvation, the great reign of your grace, the great reign of your presence, the great reign of your love, the great reign of your blessings, Lord, the great reign of harvest. Lord, we believe that it'll be unto us according to your word. In Jesus' name, we pray it in the people of the Lord. Say amen. Give God your best hand clap of praise. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you.